Happy Thanksgiving. Not only is it Thanksgiving, but it's also Rosh Chodesh Kislev. So I figured I'd take the license to think about Hanukkah and Thanksgiving and the synergy between them. Uh, there's a sefer called Yerech Lemoadim, written by Rabbi Rucham Olshin, a Rosh Hashiva in Lakewood. It's really like a great-grandson of Aaron Cutler. And my brother-in-law told me, the one, the new father, told me I have to look at the sefer. And my grandfather told me I have to look at the sefer. And Rabbi Daniel Feldman told me I have to look at the sefer. So last week I was at my father's house, my parents' house, and I stole the sefer from him, and I opened it up. And he had an amazing piece that actually spoke to, I think, today. Spoke to what would be a, a very uh, nice piece that deals with where we are today on a Thanksgiving and Rosh Chodesh Kislev as we approach Hanukkah. So I want to discuss that, that piece that I read last week with you over the next few minutes. So here it goes. There's a Levush, Rav Mordechai Yafi. Anyone know who the Levush was? Rav Mordechai Yafi? Heard of him. He was a halachic commentator. He decided to write what was going to be a Shulchan Aruch. And then he found out that Rav Kaira wrote it. He said, okay, I have an idea. I'll write the Ashkenazic version to that. Then he found out the Ramah did that. 1500. Yeah, exactly. So then strike, uh, 1500. So then he did a third attempt. He wrote the Lavush. In Lavush, in Simon, Tuf, Kuf, Tuf, Reish, Ayin, 670, he writes the following. In Hilchas Hanukkah, on Hanukkah, we don't give a hesped. On Hanukkah, we don't eulogize if someone passes away. We don't give a hesped on Hanukkah, which sounds analogous to what? If someone passes away in Cholomoy, we don't give a hesped. Why not? Why don't we give a hesped? Because Simcha, exactly. Cholomoy is a concept of Simcha's Yantiv that pervades the whole. Yom Tov experience, we're supposed to feel an elevated sense of simcha, of joy, and the emotions that come from the eulogy are one of mourning, of sorrow, that stand in contradiction to that of the simcha, and therefore in order to not have this mournful experience on Yom Tov, we avoid the hesped, we avoid the eulogy. So it says the Levush, just like on Cholomoed, just like on Yom Tov, so to Hanukkah, we do not give a hesper, we do not give a eulogy. So he says, daito, so we don't lose our focus. From the avodas Hashem, the service of Hashem of the day of Hanukkah. Alright, seems to make sense. Except, says Rabbi Rucham Olshin, I've got a problem. What exactly is this avodas Hashem, the service of Hashem, what exactly is going on on Hanukkah? What exactly are we concerned about? What exactly is the concern that the Hespid is going to mafria? The Hespid is coming to contradict what is on Hanukkah. I get Yom Tov, I get Cholomoed. The entire Yom Tov experience is one of Simcha. And therefore, if at any point on Cholomoed, at any point on Yom Tov, I start giving a Hespid, it's going to come and put a damper on the Simcha, on the joy that one is supposed to experience on Cholomoed. However, he says, did I hit record? I did. However, he says, Hanukkah, what's the, what's the mitzvah of Hanukkah? In the evening, I light my candles. Takes how long? A couple seconds. You light it, and you always have to go back and relight one of them, because there's always that one that's like one of our kids that doesn't listen. And then in the morning, we say challah, which takes how long? If Eitan's saying it, a minute. The rest of us are saying it, three minutes. If you get stuck in the Kavach minion, 
seven minutes. That's about it, right? So it's seven minutes in the morning. It's two minutes at night. That's the entire, that's the entire mitzvah tayom of Hanukkah. What exactly is the Hesped, where's, where's the contradiction here? What exactly is the Hesped going to do? How is that going to come take away from the Hanukkah experience if most of the day of Hanukkah is just a regular, ordinary day? No, there's a simchas yantiv on cholamoit. There's a simchas yantiv on cholamoit. There's a simchas yantiv. The entire the entire yantiv experience is one of simchas yantiv. Exactly. Whereas Hanukkah, the mitzvah hayom, the mitzvah of, of Hanukkah, is you light the candles in the evening, you say howl in the morning, and you're done. You go to work. You eat a, you eat a couple soup on That's it. So he wants to know what exactly is taking place during the day that we are concerned that if you give a hesped at 12 o'clock, that's going to take away from the howl you said at 6 o'clock. A.M. or from the candles you're going to light at 6 o'clock p.m. That's question number one. So question number one he asks is, why can't you give a hesped? How is the hesped in any way going to come and contradict the nature of the day coming to take away? Come, come, how is it going to take away from the, so, the avodah Hashem of the day of Hanukkah? And here's question number two. There is the Gemara, the foundational Gemara, that discusses Hanukkah. If anyone says to you, Hanukkah, what's the source, the proof text for Hanukkah? It's a Gemara found in Shabbos and Daphchaf Aleph that begins, My Hanukkah. What is Hanukkah? This is the, 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 this is the source. It's one paragraph, the source of Hanukkah. The Gemara basically asks, My Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? So let's read it together. My Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? The Tana Rabbanon. Sarah Rabbis, and this is a story you probably have all heard many, many times. Bechafhev Kislev, on the 25th of Kislev, Yom of Hanukkah, today of Hanukkah, Timnun Inu, Glolomasa Behon, Velolotanat Behon. For eight days, we don't give a Hespid, as we just said, and we don't fast. Why? Because Shikin Suhu, Yivanam Lehechel, Timu Kolashmanam Shabhechel, because that was when the Greeks entered into the sanctuary and they defiled all the oil. Uh, something we again we know. And then come the little the little Hashmanai, the little Hasmonites, and they overcame them, and they emerged victorious. But what happened? Oh no! As we know what happened, they searched and they searched, they couldn't find any pure bottle of oil until they found that one bottle that had the seal of the Kohen Gadol. But alas, it can only last one day. Right? This is the classic story we all know. We're not going to get into the historicity of the story. We could discuss it another time. But the, basically, the Umar is saying, what's Hanukkah? They couldn't find the oil. They found a little bottle. It only lasted one day. And then, Nasbonais, a great miracle happens. And this little bottle of oil ended up lasting and it was, and stayed lit for eight days. So, what happens? Therefore, the following year, they established, they enacted a holiday, a Yom Tov, a day of, of Hallel, and Thanksgiving for now and forevermore in commemoration for this great nace that this little jug of oil lasted for eight days. This is the foundational Gemara. This is the proof text. This is the Gemara for the, that talks about the foundation, the beginning of the inauguration, if you will, of the holiday of Hanukkah. Correct. Correct. So that would arguably be part of the mitzvah. mitzvah. 
No, for sure, you're right. The, 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 the question I think still asks. No Hesper, the question is why. The question of the Levush is why. How does it contradict the nature of the day? But here's the other question. It says the Mishnah is Zolti. If this is the proof text, this is the Gemara that talks about the establishment of Hanukkah. Right, the Yvonne came and they, they, they attacked the Heichal. They, they were Matame, everything. They, they, made, they, 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 they made everything impure. And therefore, we establish a day for eight days. Every year, we, we, we say hello and we thank God and we... We're missing something. We're missing something here. Candle lighting. Candle lighting. The, if there's anything that signifies the Hanukkah more, or Judaism... More than anything else, what's something that's the seal of the state of Israel, or menorah? And anything that signifies Judaism more than anything else, it's our menorah. If anything that signifies Hanukkah more than anything else, it's our menorah. If you think of Hanukkah, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Menorah. And yet here is the proof text Gemara. Shabbos Chavalaf. There's no menorah mentioned in this entire Gemara. We talk about how they came, to, they came we won, oil, miracle, and therefore, hollow and hoda. Well, it, like in context of the Gemara, like right beforehand, they're talking about like the mitzvah of lighting the Hanukkah. Like, Correct. Like, so it's not but, like there's nothing in there. No, no, no. I, you know, the, we definitely... It's my Hanukkah. Correct. Statement. For sure. No, the Gemara, we're not saying... The, everyone knows you like the Gemara. Gemara knows you're supposed to like the Gemara. Yeah. The Gemara is talking about Hanukkah, 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 and then it goes, but what is Hanukkah? And then it says, oh, so Hanukkah is the following, and therefore we establish a holiday. Okay. See, sh- Ha, say hollow and then hold up. What is hoda? By the way, if you look at Rashi, there's the other Gemara in front of you. Prime Safari, you click the little button. Rashi says, "What's hoda? That's the establishment of Allah Nisim and Tefillah." Established to say Allah Nisim. Again, what? In the bracha hoda. Correct. That's Allah Nisim. The question is, where in the world did the candles go? You would think that would that would that would be the first thing to enter the Gemara. Where is the candle lighting? So says the Mishnah Yavitz. He quotes. A fascinating idea. Are you ready for this idea? This is what he says. You know why the menorah doesn't make it into this Gemara? It does. He quotes the Piske Riyaz, Rabbi Yeshai ibn Elia Ditrani, one of the Balitosvos from Italy, 1280, and says the Piske Riyaz. Listen to how he reads the Gemara. He says, on Shabbos Chaf Alev, Ahmed Beis, and this is what he writes. Um, he says he, he doesn't read Hoda to be Al Hanisim, like Rashi says. Rather, he says, "Sorry, I just lost a place here." Um, he says, "Hoda who shemodim Al Hanis b'hadlakos neiros." What does it say? We say halal. And we thank God. How do we thank God? The Hadlakos Neros. Through the lighting of the candles, that is the way we thank God. Meaning to say, says the Piskei Riyaz, it's not that the Gemara is excluding lighting candles, but synonymous with the concept of giving thanks is the lighting of the candles. It's not that there's, we, we say, we, we thank God, and we say praise to God, and we also light candles. But what are we doing when we're lighting candles? We're thanking God. 
It's a, it's a physical manifestation, a concrete way of us saying, thank you, Hashem. That's what it is. That's what it is. Give me a second. And therefore, synonymous with the word hoda. When the Gemara says the word hoda, you can actually substitute the word hoda for light kindling the candles. This is what he says. And if you take it a step further, that would mean that anytime it says the word hoda, it means kindling the candles. And anytime it says the word kindling the candles, therefore, it would say hoda. So when the Rambam, therefore, says, when the Rambam says as follows, the Rambam in, in, in Hilchas Hanukkah, and we'll bring it all back together in a second, in Hilchas Hanukkah, Paragimel, Halacha Gimel says, he quotes the Gemara. And listen to how he quotes, the Rambam quotes the Gemara. Chazal were established. For eight days, he should chil chav hey the kislev. On the twenty for the kislev, you may simcha v'halal days of joy in halal umad likin v'hemaneros, and you should kindle the lights. Well, ask the mishnah shayvitz. If you want to quote the gemara correctly, it'd be halal v'hoda. Why is he saying madlikin v'hemaneros? He says again because synonymous. It's, it's the same word. Lighting candles is really just another way of saying thanking Hashem. Saying thank you, thanking Hashem is another way of saying lighting the candles. It's the same thing. It's a physical manifestation of saying thank you, Hashem. Thank, saying thank you, thank you is another way to thank God is to light the candles. Meaning to say, and I think this is so powerful. You know, sometimes we think, what, what's, the, what's the, uh, the main idea of Hanukkah? So oftentimes we think of perhaps you know, the idea that the weak overcome the mighty. Or how a little light can illuminate so much darkness. There's another central motif to Hanukkah. And that is the idea of giving thanks, of hoda. That light in the candle is supposed to remind us about giving thanks. Yes? No, presence. Presence? Yeah, that's what's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, for some people. Halavai, halavai. The rabbi always takes presence. Because it's our reenacting of the miracle that he gave us, that's what. So, no, are you ready for this? Actually, it's, it, watch this. Watch this. Ready for this? So, Yair is saying, because we're reenacting the miracle and therefore saying thanks. Says Rosh Hashanah precisely the opposite. Rosh Hashanah Zalman says precisely the opposite. He, in fact, says, when we light the candles, it's not that we're remembering the nace of the Pach Because he said something fascinating. There were, there were two Nisim that happened. There were two Nisim that happened. Two miracles that happened. There was the miracle of the Pach where a little jug of oil lasted for eight days. And there was the miracle of the war. Well, if you think about it, they had two very different, two di- very, they were two, oriented two totally different ways. The miracle of the oil, at the end of the day, who benefited from that? God. Like, if that didn't happen, if we couldn't find, if we couldn't find the Pach Shem, we, we couldn't find this little jug of oil, we would have been fine. Okay. So, who would have been, who would have had issues? It would have been like, okay, we couldn't serve God. It would have been sad, but ultimately, it was between Beit Al and Makkah. It was between us and God. If we wouldn't have won the battle, it would be between man and man. Listen to what Shlomo Zalman says. Listen to what Shlomo Zalman Orbach says in Atshuva. I thought this was a fascinating point. So he's first he reiterates what the Mishnah Zayvid says. And they were friends, by the way. So I wonder if they spoke about this together at one point. The kindling of the lights of the Hanukkah candle. He In and of itself is thanksgiving. In a way of praising God. Kalomer Shaidezes through this Yitin Al Libo Lahodas Lashem Al Nizanakadolun Shasalanu Binitzchon Hamilchamos because through this we come to praise God for the salvation of the war. Because Kamosha Umru Binusach Aneris Alalu, as we say in the, when we say Aneris Alalu, we say these are the lights Al Chuos Al Machamos. What do we say 
for the salvation in the battle. We don't use these lights. Ella, the rose because we just used to look at them. We look at them so that we can praise God, so we can thank God. Now here's the kicker. The We never mention. We never mention it in Haneris Alalu, the miracle of the Pach Shemen, the miracle of this jug of oil. The kindling of the light is not coming as a remembrance, as a memorial to the Pach Shemen, to this jug of oil. We do not find Bishum Makom anywhere. Bishum Makom Lahodos Lashem Ladoradoros over Zeh. We don't find the establishment anywhere where we, where we have some sort of, some sort of, um, some sort of, excuse me, some sort of institution where we thank God that we were able to fulfill a mitzvah. So I thought it was a fascinating idea. That we thank God, it's not, we're not th- thank you Hashem for letting us just fulfill mitzvahs. When we establish thanks, Hanukkah, it's about thank you Hashem for what you've given us in our lives that we can, that we can, that we can uh, survive, that we have what we need for the Nisim in our own lives. Not that we don't thank Hashem, we do thank Hashem, mm-hmm. but the idea of Hanukkah is about thanking Hashem for the miracles in our own lives. So much so, here, listen to what he says, that Hanukkah is so much about the kindling of the lights, is so much about the Nisim and saying thank you. He says, therefore, if someone goes and lights the candles, but doesn't have this in mind, doesn't have the thank you in mind, doesn't have the Shevach in mind, he writes... You're missing the main point. So while you may fulfill your obligation of kindling the lights, you're missing the main point of lighting the candles. And that is, lighting the candles is synonymous with saying thank you. It's synonymous with this idea that we're supposed to be feel great, grateful. The gratitude. That's what it is. It's not just about a little light illuminates darkness, but it's about gratitude as well. Which is why, says Revulsion, the Rambam writes... Mitzvah Snerachanaka, Mitzvah Chaviva Hi Ma'od. The mitzvah of lighting the candles is a very precious mitzvah. And you can ask, like, a lot of mitzvahs can be very precious. What's so precious about, or more precious about the Hanukkah candles that he, the Rambam stresses? It's Chaviva. It's extra pre- precious. Why this? Out of all mitzvahs. So he writes as follows because what's undergirding the mitzvah Hanukkah, the candles? Gratitude. Gratitude. And ultimately, he says, that's what's the most precious, because that's the most fundamental and foundational of all midos. Hakaras atov, be makar tov, feeling a sense of gratitude. And he quotes his grandfather, Avaran Cutler. Avaran Cutler says, we, we read the Pasuk in Bereshis, Bereshis. What, is, what does Rashi say in the first Pasuk? Bereshis? Mishil Reshis, meaning what? Mishil Bikurim, Nikra Reshis. Rashi quotes the Midras that says that because of the Bikurim, the first fruits, that's why the world was created. It's kind of a puzzle, right? Bikurim, what a Bikurim? The farmer takes the first fruits, we just learned the Mishnah Yomi, takes the first fruits and brings them to Yerushalayim. That's what God created the world? That's what God created the world? It's a recognition that God, has, God controls everything and, and Hodav for, for him giving us the fruit. Precisely, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Says Ravarin Cutler. That we work so hard to get, to get the fruit trees to grow and to produce fruit. But it's not us, it's God that, that allows for that, and therefore the very first ones we could get 
we bring to God. Precisely. So Yair is saying exactly what it is. What are Bikurim? The farmer takes these fruits, the first of his labors, which, he, which we all know the first of everything you do, you feel a, a sense of connection to, an emotional attachment to, which he, he cajoled out of the ground, and he cultivated he ties the ribbon around it, brings it to Yerushalayim, as if to say, where he's, as we spoke about on Shabbos, on Shabbos Shuvu, he's vidoy. He, he says to God, it's all yours. I'm modeh. It's all yours. It all comes from you. Not only is it gratitude, but it's also recognition. It's all from you. Everything's from you. It's a sense of akaras atov. And that sense of akaras atov is ultimately, is ultimately the shvila Torah nikoratius. That's what it's all about. And he, and he says, if you look at the Ramban, the Ramban writes, this is an unbelievable Ramban at the end of Pasha's bow. In fact, the point of all of the mitzvos, kol ha-mitzvos, why did God give all the mitzvos? Listen to what he writes. The kavanas kol ha-mitzvos, the point of all of the mitzvos, shenemon belokinu v'noda elah, so we come to thank God. We come to recognize God and come to thank God. That's the point of all the mitzvos, says the Ramban. That's why we're in this world, says the Ramban. The point of everything, the reason we have, we're in this world is so we could come to have this foundational midah of Akar Satova recognizing it all comes from God. It all comes from Him, which is an unbelievable idea. And if that's true, that's why it explains it's mitzvah chaviva ma'od. Hanukkah, therefore, is not just lighting the candles, but it's His recognition and understanding. Understanding that we have to thank God. And more than that, it's come to recognize that the most foundational thing we can do, the most fundamental thing we can do, is coming to thank God. And he goes on to say, he goes on to say, that, quoting the Ramban, the Ramban says, and therefore, when we thank God for the big things in life, when we thank God for the big nisim in life, for the big overt things in life, what happens next? We then recognize it's not just the overt miracles in life that God is orchestrating, but God's also behind the small things the things that don't seem like God, is, that, are, that are not overt, the hidden things. So it's from the overt miracles, such as a little candle that lasts eight days. That's unbelievable. How can that be? To then recognize that it's not just the big miracles, but even the little things in our everyday life, that too God is behind. And therefore, the gratitude spills over. The gratitude spills over, says the Ramban, to everything in our life, which is, a, which, which is, that is, then, that is the key. That is the key. Is that my kid calling me? All right. So he says, sorry, I just lost. Yes. Yeah, I'll open it one second, okay? So therefore he says as follows. Sorry, I lost my train of thought, but therefore he says as follows. That therefore when you recognize the big things in life, when you recognize that God is behind the big things, then it comes to spill over and you recognize that it's not just the big things, but everything in our life. God is behind and we come to recognize and we're molded with the Akara. The recognition, and we thank God for everything in our life. And if that's true, then he says, it makes so much sense. What's going on here? Why is it, says the Lavush, that if the mitzvah of the day is just a little bit in the morning, and a little bit at night, a hespit is going to mess up and take away from the Avodah Hashem of Hanukkah? Because if the Avodah Hashem of Hanukkah is really about Akar Satov, it's really about recognizing Hashem is behind everything, and thanking Hashem for everything. And the lighting of the candles, therefore, is not just a one-moment activity, but the lighting of the candles is supposed to receive, be an impetus. I'm lighting the candles and thanking you, Hashem, for a big miracle, which is to serve as an impetus now, to spend the next 24 hours, and the next eight days, to look around the rest of my life, and thank God for everything in the rest of my life. 
and to look around the rest of my life and to see where God's hand is in the rest of my life and to have a recognition and a sense of gratitude and a sense of hodah and a karzat for everything else in my life. So even though at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I, ha- I said hollow six hours ago and I'm not lighting the candle for another six hours, when I give a hespit that's going to take away from the avodah Hashem of thanking Hashem and find- having a sense of gratitude even then in the middle of the day. And that's why it says the Levush, and that's why it says the Levush, we're not supposed to give a hasbud even in the middle of the day. Hanukkah ultimately is about Hakar Satov, thanking Hashem. That's what a hasbud is. Hasbud makes you reflect, it makes you look, you know. But about the person, but it also makes you mournful and sorrowful. Yeah, but it also makes you realize God is, you know, is, is, is the true creator. But I think more in a, in, a yira, in a way of yira, in a way of fear, not in a way of. Okay, so I want to take this one step further. So that's about Hanukkah. But I want to talk a little bit more about thanks, and then, and then, we, then we can go to the fire department and express our thanks. So if, again, Hanukkah is about thanks. Hanukkah is about expressing and recognizing that ultimately the most foundational thing we can do is give thanks in life. I think we also have to recognize that that is who we are as a people, as a Jewish people. That is our foundational midah. In a few weeks' time, we're going to read the parasha where Yaakov turns to Yehuda. And when he's giving all the brachos, what does he say to Yehuda? Balkore, what does he say? Yehuda, Ata. Ata, Yeducha, Achacha. Yehuda, your brothers, Yeducha, shall know you. What does it mean, you do, you, your brothers shall know you? So all the Mepharshim, all the commentators try to figure out what does it mean you, you, they shall know you. A bunch of them say, Yeducha means they'll recognize you are their leader. Yehuda was Malchus, the kingship. David Mel came from him, so they'll recognize you as the leader. Some say, meaning they'll actually recognize you as the king. When you ultimately become the king, they'll bow down to you. Some should just recognize you for your natural charisma that you have and the leadership qualities that you have. Yoducha, as a king, comes along the Targum Yonatan ben Uziel and says something fascinating. What does it mean, Ata Yoducha? They'll recognize you. V'yizkurin Yehudin al-Shemecha. V'yizkurin Yehudin al-Shemecha. They'll be called Yehuda on your name. Meaning to say as follows. What are we all called? Yehudim, Jews. I am from Shevet Levi, but I'm called a Jew. Someone from Shevet Zavulon is called a Jew. Why is that? Why are we all called Jews when we all, when we most of us now come from Yehuda? But why is everyone called Jews? What's going on here? It says the Targum Yonis and Nazil, that was the bracha Yaakov gave to Yehuda. We're all called Jews, even though we come from 12 different tribes. Rav Asher Weiss points out, because what, what's Yehuda? What's behind it? Next week, Parash, we learn... What's behind Yehuda's name? Hapa Modes Hashem. The idea behind Yehuda's name is Leah said, I'm going to thank Hashem one more time. The meaning behind Yehuda's name is one of gratitude. So thanks. And says to Russia Weiss, if the Yehuda's name expresses that of gratitude. So that's who we are as a people. We're people who are gracious. A people who express gratitude. And that's, that is our foundational midah. In fact, if that's the most important midah. And that's of Hakar Satos, that's who we are. And that's who we want to be called. Which is why Thanksgiving is such an important holiday, which is kind of, you know, you think about it. It's a holiday that, it's not a really, Zevi said to me this morning, is it a Yom Tif? Can we cook today? So I said, Zevi, it's not a Jewish holiday. But in a way, it's the most Jewish of holidays. It's the most Jewish of holidays. We're Yehudim. Hapam Odeh Hashem. But I want to take it one step further than that. We, we say once a week, once a week in Nishmas, we end off, Shekain Chovas Kol Yitzurim. It's the obligation. It's the requirement of Kol HaYitzurim. Of all of creation. Which, by the way, Rav Nachman on this says, every blade of grass, all of creation, not just, not just man, as in Jew and Gentile, but all, every, all creation, 
To praise God, to thank God. Hakaras Atov is not just for the Jews, it's not just for the non-Jews, it's for everything. It's for everything. It's what it means to be alive. What it means to be human is to thank God. It means to thank, it means to thank God, which means Thanksgiving. It's, 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 it's unique. It's a universal holiday because that's what it is. That it's a foundational midah. We know it to be true. The idea that you could be moda to someone else, that you can turn to someone else, and what you're doing essentially is you're saying that I, whatever ego I have, I'm tucking it away from it and recognizing that I owe something to someone else, and I'm saying thank you. I admit that I owe you something. I'm giving you a thing, and ultimately we turn to God. And we say, God, I owe you something. So today, let's be thankful. Let's look around our lives and say, what do I have to be thankful for? As we approach Hanukkah, let's look around our lives and say, what do I have to be thankful for? As we kindle the Hanukkah lights, let's look around and say, what do I have to be thankful for? And after we make our list, then let's recognize, let's look around one more time and say, what do I have to be thankful for? Because there's always going to be more. Happy Thanksgiving.